Welcome to the Witches and Wine audio experience. This is the Caducius. This is my first ever tattoo. Um, and then about a month later, I got the parallel via a Slepian staff, which are very easily confused. Huh. So the Caducius has two snakes and wings, and the Aslepian, as I do the dance, has only one snake. And so this is the actual medical symbol. This is what you should see in like ambulances, professional health organizations. This you'll see in like commercial health organizations or you know medicines you buy over the counter. This is the symbol of trickery and trade. This is not the medical symbol. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But, but I feel the, like that's what most people associate. They're very similar. They are very similar. And the Caducius was used by a lot of uh, army medical groups because uh, they need swiftness on the battlefield. And it kind of overlapped with the Asclepian as well, so they needed both that. Um, but then the Caducius got popularized, and Hermes just laughs and shrugs nowadays. It's like, eh, they're in for what they're in for. It happens. Hello everyone, Chowan here, and today I am joined by a super cute guest. Flattery <laughs> yes. <Flattered> everywhere. <laughs> so this is Sam, and Sam, hi Sam. Uh, Sam and I, we actually kind of just met today. Like this is the first time that I'm associating face with the voice. I heard his rune suit interview. Immersion property is a fantastic way of describing what comes out in a reading. Because yes, you do have things feeding into each other. But that's not just the only way that Gmancy feeds into itself. I actually knew about him because of his blog, Digital Ambler. And recently, um, I looked back at it and I was like, holy shit, this guy knows a shit ton of stuff. And yeah. And so I am super excited have Sam with me today. Thank you so much for joining me, Sam. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. What led me to go back to your uh, blog was also I found your face group, uh, Facebook group about geomancy. Mm -hmm. And I am a typical Gemini rising in that if it's new and I've never heard about it before, I'm just like, I want to know all the things. When I tell my friends who are really into astrology about it, they're just like, oh, geomancy, I've heard about it. It's kind of related to astrology, right? What's your elevator pitch for what geomancy is? Okay, so the way I describe geomancy is, imagine your chemistry class back in high school. You, know, you have all these individual elements, and you have chemical, formula, uh, chemical formulae that describe how they interact, what the reaction is, and what pops out. Geomancy describes those chemical formulas that describe the interactions of the classical four elements. You have fire, air, water, and earth. We kind of think of them as individual things, like, oh, you're on fire today, or you have a lot of water in your system. But you can also consider them as combinations of elements. Fire plus water gets you steam. Air plus earth 
gets you a windstorm. How do you actually make sense of those combinations of elements? And when you have those combinations, how do they interact with each other? Geomancy tells you what those interactions are and how you can use those interactions to describe patterns of behavior or different progresses of action in the real world as a form of divination. Kind of like I Ching, right, in a way? Similar to, um, they look superficially very similar. They have a you know similar binary structure to how the hexagrams are formed, the trigrams are formed, and how the 16 figures of geomancy are formed. But there's no historical evidence that actually connects the two. But you can kind of see parallels in how they developed and what they're describing. The reason why I bring up I Ching is in Korea, we have this thing called Saju. And Saju is where you're taking the elements, you know, earth, fire, all that stuff. And I think there's also metal. You create a chart. You have a birth chart. And then you also have a chart about what the energy of your life is going to be for the next year. So basically, mm. sort of like the elemental weather, a good Saju reader will basically say, this year will be great to start a new business, or this year will be really, really bad to get married. Like, geomancy is kind of similar in that way, right? You can, you're basically doing like an elemental forecast. Yes. Now, it does also play into astrology, absolutely. Um, you know, geomancy is a thousand years old. It beats out terror by 300 years at least. You know, over that thousand year history, it's definitely pulled in from astrology and the planets and the signs. Lots of our techniques we use are pulled right from uh, traditional horary astrology. But my view is that it's fundamentally an elemental art. It works in the four elements and how they interact. So you can definitely do something similar to a Sajjah reading, where you have, you know, here's you, here are the energies around you, here's how they interact, and based on interactions, it's good to do X or it's bad to do Y. You can kind of view the world cosmologically in one of two ways. You have to consider the Tree of Life from Kabbalah. You know, if you follow the lightning path all the way down from Kether down to Malkuth, from the infinite face of God down to our little place down here, Earth is both the ultimate point, the final result, the whole reason for everything else having been made, but it's also the flaming dumpster fire outside the city walls. Earth is both. You know, we are both the whole reason for everything else to have been made, because Everything else leads to Earth, mm -hmm. but it's also so far removed from the true divine in the, you know, the Kabbalistic, Hermetic, Gnostic sense that it's so hard to see how some of those forces come into play. So if you take a top-down approach, you can use the planets. You have an idea in the mind of God that falls through the fixed stars and falls through the seven planets, gaining form and reason and force and power and self until it comes materialized down on Earth. Or you can take the bottom-up view, where you're already looking at things down here, and the main forces down here are the four elements, fire, air, water, and Earth. And you can view those as states of matter, plasma, gas, liquid, or solid. You can view those as emotional states, you know, the four humors of, you know, uh, yellow bile, blood, phlegm, and black bile. You can view them as you know, parts of the body, you know, the uh, bones, the flesh, the breath, and, you know, the, I don't want to say pus, but the other vital essence. You know, you can view 
many things in terms of the four elements. You know, if you look at Cornelius Agrippa, you know, Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa von Nettestein, I love those fancy Renaissance names. Um, you know, he in his three books of occult philosophy talks a very large amount about the number seven, how everything ties into the seven traditional planets. But he says at least as much about the number four, how everything ties into the four elements. How you get here is the seven planets. What you do now you're down here is the four elements. I love that. Oh my god, it now it makes sense to me. Okay, what is geomancy used for? Forecasting things, for obtaining knowledge, for prediction, for psychological analysis, through spiritual means. You know, why does astrology work? Well, we know that the planets have their patterns and their cycles, and based on where the planets appear in certain configurations, in certain angles, certain relationships, we have 6,000-some years of data going back to ancient Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt and ancient China that says, given this configuration, we know this will happen. So astrology uses those cycles to predict. Geomancy does all the same stuff, just in a different way. Geomancy is a kind of what's called sortilege, drawing lots, making up random numbers, like pulling cards out of a deck or flipping a coin, and then doing that in a spiritual way so as to tap into the currents of energies going on right now. Some of my astrologer friends, they told me I try to learn geomancy, but I just didn't get it because it, um, it just seemed too strict or it seemed like too much like, Oh, you know, definitely, no, definitely, yes. And it's like, life is not so black and white. They have a point, because most geomantic material out there is shit. Um, and this kind of ties into the history of geomancy. You know, geomancy was more popular in its heyday than tarot and Ouija boards are nowadays. Like, I'm heyday? not saying that lightly. So geomancy started, we don't know exactly when, but roughly 900 to 1000 CE. And it got into Europe both in the West in Spain and in the East in Greece, around 1,200 or so. And from there, it just filled Europe like wildfire. So today would be basically anywhere from 1,300 to 1,600. That's a good, like, four solid centuries of, you know, everyone knowing geomancy. And it was so widely regarded that it was second only to astrology. Like, that's huge, if not on the same level. You know, all the universities taught geomancy as well as astrology, as well as medicine, as well as law. Geomancy was part of the required curriculum back then. It was huge. But what had happened was, over time, especially after we see the printing press come around and books started being made, people started formalizing geomancy to nothing more than a set of rules. And then from there, dumbing it down even further to a set of if-then-else statements. And from there, dumbing down even further to a set of lookup tables. If you get this figure in this position, it means evil except for bloodletting, or good except in love. And that was it. Once the Enlightenment happened, once the Industrial Revolution happened, all these occult texts were just swept under the rug and locked up in cabinets. And so much of geomancy was locked away with that. The last few geomancy texts that were written, like the 1700s, 1800s, were just lookup tables. And that's what the Golden Dawn got a hold of. They got a hold of some other stuff, but it was largely lookup tables. And that was what's kept into the late 20th century. So most people, especially in the previous generation, 
you know, when they see geniusy, when they hear geniusy, they think, look up tables. And it's not useful. It's stupid. It's worthless. It's a cheap parlor game. So, at that point, it's no more than a, no better than a match game at all. It's that bad. But there's so much to the actual art that was just lost, but now it's being recovered. Through the works of people like John Michael Greer and Stephen Skinner, you know, we have all these new translations, all this actual research of how real geniusy was done from the 1200s to the 1600s. And that's truly causing a new renaissance in the art. You've been doing geomancy for a while now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, geomancy, it's getting more and more popular now, but when you started, I mean, how did you even hear about geomancy? That's actually something I forgot. Um, I'm 29 years old, and so high school wasn't that long for me ago. Um, there's one Yahoo group in particular. The Geomantic Campus. Yahoo. Oh my god, Yahoo groups. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> I know. But that was like the resource for Geomancy for years and years. And I feel like I may have joined it back when I was like in early high school. So when I was in college and starting doing some research on, you know, traditional astrology and whatnot, I found Geomancy. And I found some of the old, you know, books in my, you know, the dusty stacks of my university library. I did some research online that took me back to the Yahoo group. And basically, when I started studying Geomancy, the Renaissance had already begun. Um, people were starting to use it more. People were starting to really explore it more. It's gotten a lot better since then. Now we have hundreds, thousands more people who are aware of the art. We have people who are actually doing more translations. We have people who are now actually experimenting with new ways to do Geomancy that, you know, don't fit into the classical method, but are still extensions of the art. You know, now things have really picked up in just a span of, what, 10 years or so? One of the things that stood out to me about your blog was that you were writing about geomancy in a way that sounded really technical, like we're talking like you could write like a PhD dissertation about it. And you are writing a book right now, are you not, about geomancy? Yes, I am. It's literally a textbook on geomancy, yeah. What makes geomancy such a good form of divination for modern society. So my sister is a professional tarot reader. You know, she used to read for, uh, what was her name, Miss Cleo. Like, she was actually one of her staff working on her show way back when. You mean, when. like, the, sh the sister... call-in number, like... Yes, yes. The person is that's around you right now has been in jail before. Yeah, you're right. You're telling the honest truth, right. How that works is like you would call in, but chances are you wouldn't actually get Miss Cleo. You would get like one of her, you know, people who do readings on her behalf. Uh -huh. So my sister was one of those people for a while. Like so my sister's been doing tarot for a while. Wow. And the way she describes tarot is that tarot doesn't answer the question you ask. It answers the question you should be asking. Which, okay, that's fair. I can see that. I can agree with that. But it's not just what it answers. It's also how it answers. It gives you all the little details, and it lets you fill in what those are, lets you intuit what those are, and lets you piece them together in order to come up with an actual judgment. Mm -hmm. GMT is completely the reverse. It's completely the reverse in every which way. GMT answers exactly the question you ask. Nothing more, nothing less. And it gives you the judgment up front. That's the first thing it gives you, is the actual answer. And then it gives you the details you want to the level you want based on how much you want to read into the chart. 
So as opposed to having you figure out that A plus B plus C equals 3, GMAs will say, the answer's a 3, and here's why. Case in point, about GMAs answering exactly the question you asked, one time in college I was experimenting with past life readings. Could GMancy do it? I had no idea. Because I know we can do natal readings with GMancy. So I sat down and I threw a chart for what happened in my most recent past life. Ooh. I died. Yeah. Now it's all I got on the chart. That's <laughs> it. But it makes sense. I mean, that is, in fact, what happened. I was probably buried if I read that into the chart right. Um, awesome. But it answers exactly the question you asked. You do need some context, and you do need some intuition in order to make sense of all the rules and make sense of all the symbols. But fundamentally, GMC will tell you, through its mechanics, through the mathematical structure of the figures, through the elements that are present, here's the answer. Do what you want with it. So for me, because I'm also a software engineer, computer scientist, that's what I went to college for, the binary structure and the mathematical nature of GMC, and the fact that it was like, you know, cut the bullshit, What's your question? Okay, here's the answer. You know, that fits in very well with my already engineering inclinations. And especially in today's day and age, um, it's kind of nice to have that sense of things being common sense in a lot of ways. Things being grounded. Things being not so, like, high up there, but sort of like, you know, sometimes I'll be doing tarot and I get something and it makes no sense to me. And my question was just sort of like, Am I, you know, am I going to get an extra, I don't know, like $100? And it's t telling me, like, your enemies are close, but your friends are closer. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> so when you do a geomancy chart, it tells you, yes, you're going to get your money or no, you're not going to get your money. And I'm like, thank you. That's all I needed to know. Asking the right question is important for geomancy, right? If I ask a question like, um, what is my purpose in life? Is geomancy, the chart, is it going to give me a usable answer? The rule goes that if you ask a vague question, you get a vague answer. Like, that's the rule. It's like, what is my purpose in life? Well, biological purpose? Or do you mean, like, spiritual purpose? Do you mean, like, vocation? Like, what do you mean by that? It's such a vapid question that it's hard to get anything useful out of that. One of the actual difficulties of geomancy... Like, GMC is in general easy to learn, but there are difficulties in it. And one of the difficulties is that our symbolic alphabet only has 16 figures, only 16 symbols. In tarot, you have 78 cards, or 156 if you have reverse cards. In astrology, you have the 7, or 9, or how many other planets and asteroids you want to evolve into it. Among the 12 signs and the 360 degrees and all the aspects, you have truly massive symbolic you know, inventories. GMC, you don't. You only have 16 figures, and those 16 figures have to cover every part of human existence and spiritual life and everything that happens. In order to whittle it down, you really need to be very concise, clear, and concrete with what you're asking. So you can do, like, is my, you know, what is the purpose of my life? You can do that. And with a good, heavy amount of intuition, you probably could read that out of a geometric chart. But if you were to ask specifically, should I take priesthood in this religion? You know, is that the right thing for me to do? Is it wise for me to do that? Should I do that? You know, that will give you very clear yes or no, and here's why. 
Here's how it'll turn out. Here will be like when you're doing it. Here's where you can go with it. Once you have at least a little specificity, you can go for miles. I felt myself getting excited when you said like yes or no because you know a lot of spirituality today it tries not to go towards the yes or no's. It tries to go into gray areas, right? You know, like you have that one friend who's supportive no matter what. Should I go out with this guy even though everybody tells me he's a player? Oh, maybe, you know, it'll be like a good spiritual experience, you know, you'll learn whatever. I know. But then you have that one friend who's just like, girl, don't do it. No, don't. So geomancy, you need both types of friends, right? But geomancy is like that friend who's just like, nope, don't even. Like, you can have a good friend who will support you, but then you can have a friend that will just enable you. Yeah. And that's not great. You have a friend who will just, you know, naysay everything you're going to do, but then you also have a critical friend who will say, maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, I don't see this as going anywhere. Sometimes that person will hold your earrings when you get into a fight. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they'll just be holding you back. Right. And Jimmy's will do that. It'll tell you, Yes, go forth and do it. It'll be awesome. It'll also tell you, you need to do this. The answer is yes, but it's not going to turn out great. Mm. It'll do both. It'll also say, no, don't do that. Down that way lies death and pain and suffering and grief. Both say, don't do that. You'll be fine anyway. Mm. It won't just be yes or no. It'll be yes and or yes but. No and or no but. It'll give you a very wide range of answers. Again, based on how many details you want to read into the chart. What do you find the accuracy rate of geomancy to be? Very few charts have gone wrong for me. And when they have, I can look back and see where things went wrong. Either I interpreted something completely wrong, which is a failure on my part, or there's some other situation going on that knocked me off balance. Mm. There's also the notion that none of this is really set in stone. You know, none of this is fated by God. It'd be convenient. It'd be easy. But very little of it actually is set in stone. GMC, I found, is pretty damn good at telling you what's going to happen. You know, it's not relying on the whole cosmic chain and manifestation through all the planets down here. No, it's telling you what's going on. What are we already dealing with? And in that sense, GMC is pretty good for accuracy and precision. But it doesn't mean that what GMC talks about will, must, necessarily happen. It'll just say, given the current situation, unless something really knocks everything off balance and off orbit, this is what's going to happen. Because the element's already here. The play's already begun. You know, things are already in motion. How are they going to keep moving? It's kind of like Geomancy saying, well, today is going to be rainy. So, I mean, it's rainy. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get wet, right? You can take an umbrella. You can, I don't know, stay inside. But it's telling you this is what the energy looks like. Just like the easiest way it's going to come. Let's say somebody was just like, they just, they, they thought of a question, and now, after watching this video, they want to start creating a chart. Like, what would they do next? And you see how each figure has four rows. For the first daughter, you take the first row. In this specific chart, we're looking at house five. 
your house size is the house of things you make. Take the first 12 figures. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Witches and Wine audio experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon. You can choose between a few membership tiers. They're super affordable and flexible. Your membership helps me continue making videos, podcasts, articles, lots of different things about all the sweet witchy stuff. Links are in the show notes. Also, don't forget to go on iTunes and give this a five-star rating. Each five-star rating helps rank this podcast higher in searches so that as many witches can find and enjoy these episodes as well. Until next time, this is Chawan, signing off. <laughs>